everybody and welcome to Weekly Inspiration. Um, as we let the COVID uh, disappear from this world, uh, we welcome everybody who live in Los Angeles, of course, to always go live with me whenever we have a group of people. We're going to do it together, study here in Los Angeles in our new address, and we're going to start getting the lectures back together. So this message is for you, and I'm very excited about it, because after a dark cloud like the COVID and like the financial industry and whatever is going on in the world is going to still going on. It's not easy for a lot of people. That means that right after that, we can reveal a lot of light. Two and a half years of misery. Right now, Ukraine, Russia, United States, England, France, all involved in Eastern Europe. Let's pray that to study together as unity. And that's really what it's all about. How do we bring people together and making sure uh, that we are making a difference in the world because that's really what it's all about. So if you live in LA, please tell your friend, if you don't live in LA, to come here. We're going to have a group together and we study every Monday uh, evening together. So this portion is called Kitisa. We know that in Kitisa, it starts a very wonderful thing with the shekel, Mahatita shekel, the donation that they have to give. Everybody has to give a donation for the tabernacle. Donation, tithing, contribution are very important. You know, there is few things that really, truly change you. One is the precept called the mitzvot. One is the study, like what we're doing now. We study Torah. And third is a charity, tzedakah. So basically, charity, tithing, or contribution are the only thing that actually changing your soul, even if it's just physical, which I think that's that's an amazing thing. So the portion starts with machazit shekel. When you take the word machazit, it starts with a little mem, end up with a little taf, met, dead, Second letter from the right, Chet. Second letter from the left, Yud. Chai, alive. And in the middle, Tzadik, for Tzedakah. Showing you that Tzedakah, Tzil Memavet, as it's written in Dektuvim. Charity, saving you from dying. So it's not about giving to the poor person charity. It's about poor person giving you an opportunity to give charity so you can stay alive. Very, very simple concept. Why in this Pasha? Why are we dealing with something that charity in this week portion. Usually all those action is to prevent something that's coming. What was the major story within this portion besides teaching us how to do the Shabbat, how to respect the Shabbat? The major part is building the eagle, building the golden calf, destroying the golden calf and the nations who convinced the Israelite because there is the Israelite and the nation. The nation is a collective of different nations that went down to Egypt when it was hunger and stayed there, stayed to live in Egypt. They're not Egyptian. They're all kind of nation, including the Egyptian. And when Moses created all this miracle with God on his side and the people of Israel, when they left, those all type of pieces of different nations decided to go with them. With Moses and the people of Israel who crossed the Red Sea, some people say it was 80%. Mixed multitude, what we call erva. Some say 20%. There's many opinions on that. But it doesn't matter. They affect the Israelites as they get out of slavery and supposed to become the leader of the world. They confuse people with their spiritual journey. And they are the one who influenced the Israelites to basically <coughs> um, building uh, a golden calf. Okay, so the idea... The idea is to get <clears throat> into a point 
when you fully uh, understand that the golden calf was built first by the Erev Rav, by the mixed multitude. So it's quite important to remember that it was not built by the Israelites. The Israelites couldn't stop them from doing it. But we need to get and dig into the story. So what we're about to do, we're going to talk about the eagle, the, the golden calf from a different point of view. Thank you. We're going to talk about the eagle, the golden calf from a different point of view. And as we talk about it from the Zohar, from Ben Ishchai, from the Ari, we're going to build up a point. And by building up that point, we're building up a point within our spiritual journey. So stay tuned because I'm going to jump from many books. And your job is to connect, take note. And when you're taking notes, you're making sure how those notes that you write affecting your life. It's a very, very important uh, um, message for all of you. In the end of the lecture, in the end of the lecture, if we have some time, we might do a short meditation just to make sure that I'm sharing my energy that I receive here with three people that I love. So it's going to be three people that you love that didn't hear this lecture. Make sure you share it with them, people that you care about. And we should do it every day, every week, sharing what we study spiritually with three other souls. Okay? Now it's time to start. So, what exactly happened? Here we're talking about the mixed multitude that also experienced a miracle leaving Egypt. The Israelites are not capable to stop them from building the golden calf. So we need to dig in to understand what exactly and why people follow the golden calf. After all, it's not the Oscar night. I mean, the Oscar night, you have to follow the gold, but that wasn't the Oscar night. It was doing Tammuz, doing the Mass of Cancer. Maybe that's the Oscar night. I don't know when the Oscar night took place. Maybe. Anyway. So I'm starting with the Ben Ishchai. I'm taking, I'm taking from Shmot Lamed Bedam, Pasuk Aleph. Exodus 32, verse 1. They're going to Aaron, and they tell him, get excited, wake up, and make us God. God with the word Elohim. And then translate it into English, the best I can. And when they want to build the golden calf, those evil witchcraft people, they came up with a sell, selling point. They say, if we're going to go tell Aaron, uh, we want to build the golden calf, or we want to build a god, he will tell us, listen, if Moses doesn't come down from the mountain, because we are talking about 39 days, 39 days and 18 hours, that Moses didn't come down from the mountain. With all the magic they create, like the Satan, like the angel of death, are telling him and showed him a picture of Moses die already. So if Moses died, they need a leader. They soon say the Benish right? That maybe the people of the nations, the Arab of the mixed who might say, I want a God. And Aaron might answer, I can be the leader. So look what the Benish Chai said. What they told him, say, listen, Moses is special. You cannot, you cannot replace him. He's like five people. If it's like five people, there is no point for, for, for you even to try. Because Moses was prophecy come from Zeh. Like Zeh 
זה משה האיש ענב מאוד. זה זין אנד איז היי לבל. מוסט אוף דה פרופיט, יוז דה פרופיסי טרו דה וורד קו, כף עיני. So it's a, is, is a reincarnation of evil, evil is a reincarnation of shit, he has noach in him, there's so many righteous people he carry with him, and, uh, and it was him plus four people, it's like that, evil, shit, noach, and Shem ben noach, those four people were reincarnated within this body, and they knew it, those witchcraft people, evil people, and it's Moses himself. possible to lower the heat to that thank you so how tzaddik can replace him so they use that so nobody can replace him and they Nobody will clear if he died or didn't die, if he's coming back or not coming back. 39 days, guys, that's a long time. So you say, we're going to choose a gold that will be our leader. And if it's gold, it's made by human. Nobody will be jealous. Nobody will fight. And nobody care if we take that gold and we throw it to the garbage. Nobody care. It's metal. So just make us God as a leader. And if you say you are the leader, you cannot because you're not in the same level. You're one. And for that reason, they were able to convince Aaron to do that or to be part of it. Now I'm shifting gear. Same subject. I'm going to the Zohar. סולם, ורס עגימל. בחר רבי שמעון. When רבי שמעון read the story of the eagle of the golden calf, he's crying. Not like us would think it happened then. For רבי שמעון בר יוחאי, who is above time, space, and motions, for him it's happening in this second he's reading it. How many of us can read the Torah as if it's happening in front of us? בחר רבי שמעון, he's crying. אמר, he said, איך עשית קדוש אהרון? וואו, you're merciful guy, you're holy guy, Aaron the high priest, משיח האל הקדוש, you are actually the Messiah, and you are the Messiah of האל, האל is merciful name of God. You're the merciful Messiah of, a, of the holy God. בחסידותך נפלו כמה מהמקדשים. Because of being kind and being nice, how many people from Israel I die? secret, first secret, and I hope you write it down. Bechasidutcha naflu kama me'am ha-kadosh. It's a very difficult thing. You can be a chasid, you can be a kind guy, a kind girl, and people will die because of you. Normally we think only the evil guy, the harsh guy, the aggressive guy killed. What do we do with this verse, what Rabbi Shimon said? Bechasidutcha נפלו כמה מהם הקדוש. וואי! קודינו רבי שמעון בר יוחאי, ואתה לא ידעת להישמר. You didn't know how to watch out. מה עבדו? What happened? כשהגיעו שש שעות, והיום, היה בבוזדיים, 
דהיינו בצהריים. It was exactly in the afternoon, say Rabbi Shibon, Ed Ravashlag, שהשמש באמצע הרקיע. The sun was in the middle. ואינו נותן לא למזרח, לא למערב. It's exactly when it's 12, I mean it's not right now 12 because the watch change, winter, summer, but it's called חצות שעה זמנית זה נקרא. In Hebrew. You can look at on my zvanim, it will tell you. Exactly afternoon, exactly noon, I'm sorry. Does it go west, does it go east? They took the gold that they took from the ears, they collect the gold. Why? Because whoever want to make a witchcraft that will be successful, if he's cheap on his money, the witchcraft will not work. Don't do that. They say everything seemed to work and we should not be cheap. That's why they took all the gold. And Rabbi Shimon crying again. Ey amakadosh, ey amakadosh. Woe to my holy people, woe for my holy people. Woe for the holy people of God. The next verse, Patach Rabbi Shimon Bebchia. Rabbi Shimon tried to write the story and he's crying again. That's a rabbi. Describe what is reading the section. Ve'amar agishu, agishu Adonav elaykulokim ve'gomer. In Parashat Mishpatim, when you talk about slave, it say that the slave doesn't want to go free. You take him to the door. Take him to his God. He said to the door, but he called it Elokim. Why? Because Sinai, a ear that heard on Mount Sinai to be free, or if you want to be a servant, a slave, you can only be to God. They took the gold away from them and sold themselves to slavery. They divide the gold from the two sons of Bilam. The son's name, I only say it because of the study, it's negative name. The first son's name is Yunus. The second son's name, Yumbrus. That's her name. One of them take two-thirds, one take third. And they're waiting exactly for the right time, Sheshaot, and they start doing the magic with their mouth. When it comes to the seven hours, they lift the hand of Aaron, they use Aaron, and because he received the gold from their hand, they were able to control him, and then they create that witchcraft of a golden calf that talk. Still not clear what is the golden calf. We want to understand it. It's time for us to go now to Rabbi Isaac Luria. It's a little bit complicated section, and hopefully we'll be able to understand it together. Rabbi Isaac Luria, in this parasha, explain what is the golden calf. And it's on page Kufnun Gimel, Fus, white book. Inyana Egel. What was the idea of the big spell to do? To build a golden calf? I mean, after all, they don't do the New York Museum or something like that. They did this eagle. They did this golden calf. We know that Bil'am, who was an evil man, and the Erev Rav, the mixed spell too, the all of them came from the leftover, the negativity, of Moshe Rabbeinu Alav Shalom. We know that Moses was one of the highest souls that ever come to this world, but the pieces of the negativity, everything has attachment to negativity called Klipot, their name was Mixmaldetu or Bilam. 
But because there were part of positivity, within them it was Nitzotzot Kodesh. It was spark of holiness. That's what Moses tried to make them tshuva, tried to help them to come closer to God. What exactly happened with the Gilgulim reincarnation? Lavan, remember Lavan? Was reincarnated within Bil- Bilam. Bilam was the son of Beor. Beor is the son of Lavan. So Lavan is the grandfather, the son is Beor, and his son is Bilam. But all the family is somehow relative to, to Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. Avram sent his servant to find a wife for his son. From where? Sister of Lavan. Yaakov is going back to Lavan and marries two daughters. When Yaakov is there, Lavan finally has a boy. What's the name of the boy he gave birth to? Beor. What is the grand the son of Beor? Bilam. Bilam ben Beor. We're talking about family. Family tree. They're all together in Facebook, right? Lavan, Beor, Bilam, Banav, Yunus, Yumbrus, the whole family there. So they all were magician. Now, if you're a magician or wizard or sorcerer or powerful person, it's one thing. But if your generation before that was sorcerer, magician or wizard, you carry a lineage because it has to do with lineage. It's not like a rabbinical thing. I know a lot of rabbis believe their son should be the, the teacher. You know, if they be rabbi, their son should continue. Uh, nonsense. Not everybody's Kanievsky. You know, you have to check if the son is capable. And that's why you see a lot of time, the rabbi is great, and he has two sons who try to teach Kabbalah or Torah, and they're all drug dealers, they sleep with married women. Terrible thing. What happened? Everybody's shocked. What happened? They don't belong. They don't belong. The rabbi happened to be a lineage of somebody the soul get in, and he's famous. But his children, no good. No good. There's a problem there. Don't listen to them. They're not good. Not good. When do you, how far can you respect your teacher? You respect your teacher on mitzvot ase. What about if your teacher tell you to do mitzvot lot ase? You don't respect your teacher anymore. If your teacher telling you, for example, don't keep Shabbat or don't do tithing, stay away from that teacher. But if a teacher forcing you to do Shabbat or forcing you to do good or forcing you to do charity, it's good mitzvot ase. It's different. Different between the two. So, there is a reincarnation. I'm skipping because it's long, but it's the most beautiful, gorgeous piece of Torah. We know that there is reincarnation that go from stone to vegetables, from vegetables to animal, from, from animal to human. But you need to know when it's happening. So, in Aries, Taurus, Gemini, and Cancer, this is when the reincarnator are in vegetables and they go up to animal. Beor, the father of Bilam, Beor, was the father of the Bilam, and the grandfather of those two sons of Bilam that were part of the mixed multitude, he was reincarnated in vegetables. And it was no tikkun for him, or for what he did. His children were part of the mixed multitude. Okay? They say, Moses is gone for too long. Aaron is pure. We can actually bring him back. But how do we bring him back? You cannot create cow. But wait a minute. If we use the power of Aaron, and he can create the fake cow, that's called the golden calf, and it will be made of gold, 
We can slowly, slowly bring him back. Sounds like science fiction, right? It is. Nobody ever made a movie from that in this way. So he's saying, if we can make Aaron to be part, he's pure, he's holy. What they did, they said, we got to do something holy. It's not enough gold, not enough. We're going to bring a special gold, which gold they bought. They found the gold that Moses used to elevate the body of Joseph from the Nile. You didn't know that? Yeah. Moses, before he left Egypt, Joseph told the Israelites, God will come and redeem you. Of course, there's a beautiful thing. I'm not going there right now. But Joseph were afraid to be too, too much respect for him after he died. Well, you know what he did? He buried himself in the night. Moses bought the gold. On the gold said, Alesho, elevate bull. Who was the bull? Ben Porat Yosef, Ben Porat Aleain. Banot Sa'ada, Alesho. Alesho. What is Ale? Elevate bull. Allowed the bull to elevate. Who was the bull? Most, uh, uh, Joseph. So he used the gold and he elevated the body with his mind. Almost like in the return of the Jedi. But just for real. Elevate all of this with the gold. They took that gold. And they took all the magic. And they put the clipboard and magic and everything. And they used Aaron with the gold name. And then they create gold bull that actually move and talk. But the most important is they injected the nefesh of the grandfather. Okay? The grandfather, Beor, and they elevated him from vegetables kingdom into a living animal. And they say he's our leader and he will tell us what to do. And the condition was that the Israelite or chosen by God as to commit crime. So if they are not part of it, it will not happen. And that's why it's in Perkeda Rabbi Eliezer that they gave him vegetables to eat. It was like a bull who eat grass because it was reincarnated there. And by doing that, slowly, slowly, the gold turned into a skin. My dear friend, when you're reading it, I'm, I, I'm shocked. But what does that mean for us? To materialize something. On the bad side, we saw everything can be materialized with words. Be careful with what you speak. Everything can be materialized. But can you materialize with positive words your business, your relationship, your well-being, your body, health? Can you actually materialize with words everything? Can you say, I'm telling my body to feel good. I'm telling my soul to connect to the creator. I'm telling my relationship get better. I'm talking to it. Is it, is it there? Is it available? Absolutely. Do we believe it's available? Well, they believe. And they use black magic. And look what they did. They use, they use the power of holiness to create something so negative. Can you choose 
the power of holiness to create good thing. You want to make money? Tell it. Money to come to you. Talk to it. What is it you want to create? Harmony between your wife or your husband or your children? Then talk to the energy. Say to it and repeat thousand times, two thousand and three thousand times. They didn't stop. Hours they did it. Hours. Took about five minutes. You want something to happen? Hours. And they put all their money into it. If you cheap about what you want to achieve, then don't try to achieve it. What do you want a better relationship with your kids? Go study. Put all your money into education. Get a coach. Get somebody to help you. Spend money or invest money. You want to be good in business? Invest money to study. You want to be a good singer? Invest money on your voice. Everything is investment. You know why? Because when you actually invest time, energy, money, you start to believe in what you're doing. If you start to believe in what you're doing, your belief system and your faith turn things into reality. That's how you materialize things in life. Now, <sighs> Moses come down. Being with God for almost 40 days. 40 days. Tough, tough picture, guys. From the higher Rama into Omka, into a depth. Depth of negativity. That's what God said according to the Zohar. Memtet. Shalachtit Moshe. I send you Moses. He brought you food. He took care of you and your children and everything around you and your animal. Whatever you need. I send you Aaron. He brought you the clouds so the sun will not burn your skin. So you can walk like kings. I brought you Tal. I brought you the dew. So your feet will not get hurt. So your shoes will stay forever clean. And your clothes will be there, God said. I send you Miriam. She brought a well with her. So you can have water while you walk in the desert. They give everything they have to you. So you can eat and drink. And only because of them, you were able to benefit in the desert. And every time it was a judgment, they took it on themselves. They didn't care. So Moses now come from with the mountain. And Hashem, God said to Moses one verse, or three words actually. Now allow me to get rid of these people. What is this? Asked the Zohar, Nun Aleph. He said, try to imagine God as if God is like this. Is scaring the people and he's raising the retsua. Retsua is like a whip. It's like, 
קם דה מאדר דה שכינה, החזיקה בזרוע ימינו, she hold his right arm of God, ונשארה הרצועה במקומה, so the whip stay wherever it is, לא ירדה למטה, never came to door, והדין לא נעשה, there was no judgment, כי בעצה אחת היו שתיהם, the truth, God and the שכינה both agreed they're not going to hate the people of Israel, so I got said, אני חלי, allowed me to get rid of these people, and why is, the, why is all this drama? That's how father and mother act. The father says, oh, I'm going to do this to the kids. And the mother says, stop it. But the mother needs to believe that the father is more merciful than her. If she doesn't, while she's stopping it, she will have ego. If she doesn't believe that the husband is actually want more good for the kids than her, then by stopping the husband from being tough, she's going to create war later on. But if she's stopping him because she knows that he's asking her to stop him, otherwise it doesn't look good, and then there is no judgment, there is no, no place to go. And he needs to know that she needs to stop him, he will listen to her. He's scaring the kid, and she's supposed to hold the arm. They need to work together as a unified group. God said, go down from my mountain because your people are destroying everything. God started to lift the whip. Moshe, Moses didn't know yet at this point how is the Shekhinah act. What is the mother do? Moses looked and said, I have to do what God wants me to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. God said that Moses is confused, doesn't know what to do for his people. Ramazlo, he told him a hint, Vedafakbo, and he hit him actually. Vamar, Vata Nikhali, allowed me to destroy your people. Why does God have to tell it to Moses? Miyad Irgish Moshe immediately Moses felt that instead of the Shekhinah doing it, Moses stopped the arm of God. שכתוב זכור לאברהם שזו זרוע ימין דהיינו חסד שוב דלא יוריד הרצועה. He reminded him אברהם, אברהם is חסד is right column, by that he stopped all the judgment. Lesson, still talking about the golden calf, what's the lesson? A lot of time we have argument or fight with people. Stopping them, join them, continue fighting with them will not work. You have to believe that the people you have an argument with or fighting with them don't want the argument. If they already talk to you about something, they want you to stop it for them. I met many people in my life, many couples who got divorced over a stupid thing. You know the story with the couple that uh, she wanted the baby that would be named Moses and he wanted to be named Moses. They were fighting. They went to a rabbi. said we want a divorce the rabbi said what happened he said the meaning of the baby we're fighting if it's Moses after her grandfather or after my grandfather he asked her what's your grandfather did she said he was shoemaker so what your grandfather did he was a rabbi say what's the fight about call him Moses if he grew up to become a shoemaker it's after your grandfather if he grew up to be a rabbi it's after your they laugh and they're back together now what do you think this couple love each other they love each other unconditionally So sometimes between couples there is a snake that's coming, or black cat as they call it. What does that mean even? The idea is to get to places, my friend, 
that people fighting, they love each other. But if they, while they're fighting, they relate to the content of the fight, they will never make it. When I have arguments with people, I always see, can I turn it around into peace? If I cannot, I back off from that fight. That's not a good fight. Don't go into a fight or argument that you cannot turn it around back into peace. Because I believe people love each other. I believe people love each other. I believe parents love each other. I believe husband and wife love each other. Doesn't matter what they say to each other. Why would they say to each other if they don't love each other? If you don't love them, just disappear from that place. So when people have an argument, it's their last hope to put the connection back together. And it's up to each other to understand the reason they talk to you not nasty or not nice is actually begging for you to help them to believe you still love them and how to connect it again. And that's truly a very important um, point to win everything you want to win. And I'm not sure you're getting it, but if you are, understand what God doing with Moses. It's almost like guys about to fight. So the guy said to his friend, hold me, hold me. I'm going to beat him up. Why is he hold me? Because truly you don't want to beat him up. And you're looking for somebody to hold you. Message. Please write it down. When you see somebody who's angry, who's upset, who's losing it, believe inside that they love the kids, or you, more than you think they love. But they're looking for you to find a way to transform that energy of negativity that they're going through into love. We're still in the eagle. Yeah. Now I'm reading in a book, which is a little bit deeper. A little bit deeper. And in that book, it's called Ora Chama by Rabbi Avraham Azulai. It's about the Zohar. I will make it short, I will not make it long. And Rabbi Chaim Vital, of course Rabbi Chaim Vital, Rabbi Avraham Azulai, Rabbi Shmuel Vital, around the same time. And he writes this, and he's taking it from the Zohar Yashan, Daf Kuf Tzamdik Amud Bet. Kol Chavraya, all the friends, they're not love each other or not merciful in each other. They are the cause that nothing works right in our universe. If you don't have love between people who study Torah, and I know a few students start calling me to study Torah with me, and it really touched me. Nothing makes me more happy when I see people from Vital calling me to clear something about the Torah. Doesn't that make me really truly happy? So when people study Torah, they have to love each other. Even they have different opinions. Why, when people study Talmud, when people study some Torah, they have argument, they disagree, they're fighting. That fight, it's called Ed Basufa. Every time you're fighting with somebody, you love, you have to, in your mind, et va'ev basufa. Et va'ev, va'ev is vav e'bet, basufa. Va'inyan, she'em chafitzim ba'achra, adayinu kav emtsai. Why they're fighting? Everybody looking for kav emtsai for center column. 
אז היא, אז לה באורך מראשון נין ובסוף כבצעי, אמנם כאשר אין אהבה בסופה, ואין חפץ בהם בהכרעת, חס ושלום, אז לא, אז לה באורך מישור, ואינה עולה בקו אמצעי. But if people fight over the Torah, but they don't want to set the comment, they don't want to get into balance, then there is no, there is, it's not working. ועוד אהבתי בה פנימו, די דפגמת על ידיה, ואינה מיוחדת למעלה ומחלוקת שאינה לשם שם, לא ירצו בהכרעה ושלום. מהרמק. I'm sorry, this section is not רבי חיים בדל, that's the רמק, רבי משה קודוברו. רבי משה קודוברו. He was buried next to רבי אברהם אזולאי in חברון. So the idea is what we learn from it. Tremendous work that רבי אברהם אזולאי did with אורח המים, this book. One of the best books. Saved my life many, many times when I need to understand something. רבי אברהם אזולאי. אורח המים. So what we learn from here? We learn from here, my friend. That yes, you can love the negativity or you love the positivity. If you choose to love the negativity, it's going to work too. If you choose to love the positivity, it will work too. But if you have an argument about something spiritual, that argument is necessary to achieve love. But if the goal of the argument is that your friend will lose or your friend will look bad, that will not end up well. While you're having the argument, you wish for your friend to make it. You wish for your friend to be right, like Bet Shabayim Bet Hillel, like Shabayim Hillel himself, two Tanaim, that never agree about things, agree about fewer, few things. They still were happy with the explanation of the other person. I want you please to close your eyes and put your right hand on your heart, your left hand on your belly button, and please think about three names of people you love. And take this vibration of this energy and include them in the love that you have in your heart and just send it to them. Don't be surprised in the next three days they're going to pick up the phone and call you or text you. Thank you for listening to me today and hopefully next week I will see your face here live in Los Angeles. Thank you.